Hi, welcome to Sexy is Timeless Talk. I am so excited today because joining us is our beautiful friend, Cynthia Kirchner. And our topic today is laughter, one of the 10 timeless sexy assets that lie within you. And I speak about it in my book, Sexy is Timeless. I am Luisa Diaz, author and founder of Luisa Diaz Foundation, which is a celebration of kindness. Now, let me introduce to you my fabulous friends and co-hosts. Hi, I'm Samantha Basito-Drucker, your lifestyle genie and host of Love & Design Project, coming to you from Hollywood Beach, Florida. Hey everyone, it's Delana Dixon, Editor-in-Chief of DivaGalsDaily.com, and I'm coming to you from Grovetown, Georgia. Cynthia? Oh yeah, hi, I'm uh, <laughs> coming to you from beautiful Calabasas, California, where it's sunny and hot every day. Yes, and here in New York, and it's very, very hot in New York right now. Ladies, you all look fabulous. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you for joining us. I want to share with you, uh, with our audience today, that Cynthia is what I call a representation of sexy and kindness. She was a model for guests, a lingerie model for Victoria's Secret, has two master's degrees, is a screenwriter, an actress, and now she's reinventing herself as a stand-up comedy. Not to mention while raising three kicks and one on her way. Darling, what is your secret of looking and feeling fabulous? And how do you do it all? <laughs> well, I think it's more self-care. So, you know, I, I just etch out time, and I know self-care is one of your your timeless secrets and i think it's really important and i know that's not the topic today but i think for moms and wives like we need that time whether it's um you know getting our nails done or going to the spa or taking that bath or reading that book or even just having a treat of, of some sort or even having a drink with a with a with a beautiful lemon circle um or joining you ladies. So I think it's all about self-care and I think that's what really um, keeps me going is the children also, they, they really they really help. You know, they give you the motivation and then the self-care gives you the preservation, so. Wonderful, and how are you been doing during the COVID? You were sharing well with the three kids and domestic, a lot of domestic work that you're doing. I would say like where the rest of, probably the rest of the nation and the world is unemployed, I've now gotten more jobs than I've ever wanted. <laughs> now I'm the wife, the mother, the cook, the cleaner, the teacher, you know, it's just like, I, I, you know, I told my children that this is like, you know, mommy's an actress, they get that. I said, this is a role that I'm playing. And once this little COVID movie's over, back to 20 minute mom. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are all in the same, okay? We are cooking and cleaning and taking care of our husbands. Um, so let's talk about you because you have such an exciting journey. So I wanted to know from being a model and an actress, by the way, I saw a few of your movies. So what made you choose to become an stand-up comedy? Comic. Well, how that came about is that, you know, I... It, I always sort of focused on education and academics. And then I actually, I, I know you talked a little bit about my master's. I actually have two bachelor's, two master's, a PhD, and I'm doing a third master's right now. Wow. And, 
it's in human development. My, my PhD is from Columbia. That's in human development and psychology. My two undergrads are in education. And then my other master's is in, um, it's in um, special education and administration. And now I'm doing one in leadership and communication with like digital media. So I'm really enjoying it. I've only been in for, I've only been doing it a week. And I, I feel like I'm going to be calling you guys next week with some leadership idea because it really puts you into this like, oh my God, we have to go do something right now. Yes. Um, so I'll share that stuff with you guys as long as I, I think I'll be done in about a year and a half. So as I go through the journey, I'll, I'll share some learnings with you, um, some findings. But what got me into comedy is that I always, since I went into acting and modeling, which I've been doing acting my whole life since I was like two, three years old, I held shows. But there was just this passion in me for learning that took me in that academic route. Then when I graduated with my first degree with a bachelor's and a master's at 19, I then became a model. And so from there, um, I started doing film and TV and I did a lot of uh, comedy films and I did a lot of ghost writing for others. And then um, after having uh, my son, I just thought that the natural progression would be doing something that's the entertainment industry views as challenging because I left for a year, kind of. So I wanted to do something that one was challenging for me, but also showed that I was, uh, that I had even greater talent because in our entertainment industry, stand-up comics are viewed as like the ultimate talent. They can do everything. That's they exactly. can act in anything and do anything. So I think it was to um, do it for myself, but also for my career. And I love it. Um, I, I write every day, I do everything. Every Everyone is my muse. You guys will all fall in with Nobody is safe in my world of Do you write your own jokes? Do you write your own jokes? Hey. I write jokes every <laughs> single day. I write with you. I literally test my material on everyone. Like I know like most comics that go to like seven open mics a week. I can only go to a few because of the kids. But I do open mic everywhere, grocery store, doctor's office. Like I even have a hard time filling out the doctor paperwork. Because if you ever actually sat down when they ask you all the questions, I always want to write like something funny. And I'm like, I don't think I should write something funny. Because they're like, I've never felt any itching. Well, describe itching. You know what I mean? <laughs> I always want to like write like a question of like, well, describe this. Well, what do you mean by that? Or sometimes, or when I, so it's hard sometimes to, as a comedian, to stop being funny, especially at times when people don't, you know, when they're they're trying to be serious. It's really yeah, hard. Yeah, when sometimes they don't get it. Yeah, my husband do that as well. Sometimes, sometimes I get it, sometimes I don't. But let's, lady, let's talk about what made you laugh. Let's start with Samantha. Samantha, darling, what made you laugh? So. I happen to love watching stand-up comedy, and I frequently watch Netflix specials of stand-up comedians because that always makes me laugh. Well, thanks for supporting, that's good. Great stress reliever, great stress reliever. What about Delena, darling? Well, I get a comedy show every single day here because I have two nephews who are three and five years old. And when you're that young, you just say what comes into your mind. There's no filter. And basically every single day, even when you're scolding them, you have to look away because you're laughing at the things that they say. And it's just, it's so exciting just to watch them learn things and process it and just be like, you know, we get dressed up for this show. So one day they were like, they, I was coming down the stairs just from the morning and they were seeing some pictures from the show and they were like, uh, Dante, that's you? And that's you? Mm, okay. 
really fun kids. And they just, they warm my heart. Oh, that sounds lovely. Uh-huh. Well, uh, uh, Cynthia, darling, what made you laugh? Well, actually, um, I find that jokes that are relatable are funny. And also, I was actually going to say what Delana said, is that I love when kids say the darndest things. You know what I mean? That I find so funny because it is. It is just no filter. And um, I also find it funny secretly when people fall down, but don't get hurt. But <laughs> well, I can share with you ladies that who really makes me laugh is at home, my husband. He really, uh, he always makes me laugh. One of the things I love about my husband was um, his sense of humor. And sometimes I'm very mad at him, but he always try, uh, he always makes me laugh. And that's a good thing. We all oh. laugh at home. <laughs> so my husband makes me laugh too, but he gives me also material. So a lot of times my set will be probably 20 minutes of things my husband said or did to me. Like one of my, my jokes recently has been that my husband's life insurance is to have no life insurance. Because during COVID, he's told me like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, we have no life insurance. And I just, I'm not even sure if it's accurate, but I think he's saying that because he's like, look, if she just gets social security, I'm not valuable enough to her. But, you know, so he feels like if he had a $2 million policy that I may go get like some Corona swabs and like rub it on his bed. But I think he feels that like, if it's just social security, I'll keep him around. And he's right. He's worth more right now alive than dead, so. <laughs> so ladies, um, you know, we are always fighting about someone. Um, let's, who is your favorite female comedian, Cynthia? Lucille Ball, hands down. Oh, mine too. Um, mine too. <laughs> I love Lucille Ball. I mean, there's nothing better than her. I love Lucille Ball as well because uh, she is not like you. She was a mother before and she was brains and beauty, okay? And she had a gorgeous husband too, right? Yes. Yes. Ricky was so hot and he was so entertaining and their son was adorable. Like, what a life. And then she had Ethel. I mean, I know. <laughs> They could think we could be them, you know. We could be like the apples. I that was it. the first TV show to be filmed in three cameras, movie style. That Amazing. was the first one. Ricky Ricardo insisted upon it when the networks were like, "No," he was like, "Yes," and so he was a producer on that show. And he also, by the way, was in charge of Lucille Ball's wardrobe. Oh wow. After they got divorced, when it was the Lucy Yeah, when it was no longer I Love Lucy, you can see when it was just the Lucy show, she didn't have the same chic. He was the one with the with the taste. Well, the Latin flavor, I must admit, you know, the Latin flavor, we had this letter style. But one of the things I love about Lucy Ball is that she was the producer, executive producer of the studio, the first woman in the studio to be the executive producer of the show. And, and that was uh, very amazing. And did you know that her production company was the first one who started Star Trek as well? So I was like, you go girls. She totally was sexy and timeless, right? Yeah. So, Seal ball. Right? And let's talk about, uh, a little bit about, very quick about uh, comedy. Uh, I love movie. I love movie that, that made me laugh and romantic comedy. I can tell with you girls that I love uh, the city of uh, Legally Blonde. I know it's very easy. I call it anti-calorie, but I love it. One and two. What about you girls? What is the guilty pleasure that made you laugh, Cynthia? 
me is uh, the hangover and meet the fuckers. Oh, yes. <laughs> so that's so my thing. Like, I'm just watching the, the, these things that they get into, you know, on the hangover. I mean, these guys are insane. It's just so insane. I love what happens to them. And that monkey, I can't. Um, I know. And meet the fuckers, I mean, I just love, I just love all the actors and they're just so funny and I, I really enjoy it. What about you, Delina? Um, I am definitely a Bridget Jones girl. I love all three movies. Well, actually not the second one. I mean, it's in a foreign prison. Come on, not a good plot. Um, the other two are great. And if you want to laugh, you got to go watch Samantha in All About Eve. It's a show that I wrote. It's on Facebook right here at TVD Miguel. She gives the funniest performance as a network executive and her facial expressions are priceless. So go check it out. Yes, I check it out. It was great. What about you, Samantha? I'll watch anything with Robin Williams. He is my favorite all time of all time. Robin Williams, I'll watch anything with him. And there's a French film called The Intouchables about a paraplegic. There was an American Hollywood remake, not as good, but the French version of The Intouchables and the classic, the French version, Le Cajofol. Awesome. Wow, I had to shake that out. And so, uh, Cynthia, I wanted to share your experience with us and give us some tips. What is the secret of telling a good joke? Because I love laughing, I love telling jokes, I'm not the best, but I love it. So what would you say that? I think the best thing is to be relatable. It's just something that can relate to everyone. And you, you know, I was just listening to Brene Brown this morning. And uh, she was saying that one of the things that she does when she does like her speeches to the audience, because she does it to thousands of CEOs and all these intimidating, potentially intimidating people. She said she puts the lights on at like 50% instead of 100, because when it's at 100, you can't see the audience because she wants to see, are they with her? Are they connecting? So when you bomb, it's when no one connects. But when you're on, it's when you can feel this fire. She calls it the surge. And it's just you basically connecting with the audience and it's being relatable. So if you're truthful, uh, we embellish what we draw from our lives. So when you draw from your lives and you're relatable and the truth, I think that's what makes it really, really funny. And uh, share with us uh, very quick, uh, which joke do you feel when you are doing, you know, to stand up, you feel that has been more, uh, people receive it very well, and someone that you feel like you have bummed. So, share with us. Yeah, I think like the pregnancy jokes, cause I've done now two pregnancies and then I actually wore my baby on me for the first six months. So I think that, um, so I also keep my jokes really current. So I read the news probably uh, two hours a day, every single day, because we have to keep well, our stuff current. Wow, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, but I do it throughout the day. You know, it's just constantly checking, 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 checking. And then sometimes I get sidetracked. But that's why I told you I don't really, um, I post on social media, but I don't really look on social media. But what I do do is if I want really good jokes, I go to Fox News because their stuff is, <laughs> their stuff, they add like the comic value into it. 
But if I want the real news, I got to go somewhere else, you know, like a like a CNN or an MSNBC. I actually go to like the NPR, and I so I get that from there. So I'll, I'll take from pop culture, I'll take from the news, but then I also bring it into my life. So I'll make jokes about things that are going on politically, but I never get political with it. I make it um, I make it funny, you know. So I'll take a, a real life. Um, happening now thing, even COVID. I do tons of jokes on COVID. I did a whole series. Um, okay, there was as one funny, one real funny one that I have received very, like you feel like. Well, I think that the, the, what I've been doing lately is about homeschooling, where I say, you know, um, how all my students have asked for another teacher, you know, and that like on the first day of school, I was like, this school is so getting shut down. Like the teacher got fired for drinking on the job. Uh, two kids got suspended for fighting. Uh, so that's like something that I tell. I mean, that's a light, a light joke. Uh, I mean, it's quick. The other thing I tell about my husband and the life insurance, another joke that goes over really well is when my husband, when I was 10 months pregnant, I was pacing back and forth with my son, who was like 20 something pounds. And I look over at my husband and he's sleeping so peacefully snoring. And I was just like, hey, um, do you think you could get up and rock him? He's like, uh, my back hurts. I said, your back hurts? I'm pregnant. I win, get up. He's like, nah, this is nature versus injury. I said, nature versus injury? That's not even a thing. He's like, yes, it is. I have an injury and you're built by nature to do this. I was like, no, it's not. This is nature versus idiocracy because you, you, you're you, an idiot because you thought you were strong and you tried to pull somebody out of a taxi and you hurt, and that's how you got your injury. He's like, nah, that's how I injured my shoulder. I injured my back boxing. I was like, boxing? You were doing virtual reality in your four by four foot square office. You were fighting yourself. <laughs> oh my god this really happened you said that to me and then this is the joke so he is my material the whole thing is trying to create uh related related stories right so samantha darling because women don't get a lot of help and like i feel like husbands sometimes when we're pregnant they think they're more pregnant so every time i get pregnant my husband has a new injury now he plays tennis the other day I was like coming home from the store and I had to bring in the water. He's like, I can only carry things with one hand. I hurt my hand during tennis. I hurt my um, wrist during tennis. Again, his injury is bigger than my nature. I don't get it. So I think it is relatable because men, you know, they're big babies sometimes. And you know, as we know, men cannot handle any pain at all. So, Samantha, darling, uh, let's yeah. hear about some what, uh, you. Do you hear, uh, is any joke, are you a, a good joke teller or? I'm a pretty good joke teller. Um, so there's this man who is very jealous, a jealous husband. And, you know, he, he goes away and he's, every time he leaves the home, he's, he's, afraid that his wife is cheating on him, right? Okay. And, and just to make sure, the man calls his wife from the office every single day in the afternoon. And she's always running the vacuum cleaner. And she's like, what are you talking about? Why are you bothering me? I'm house cleaning. Don't you hear the vacuum in the background? And he calls again and again. And every day it's the same thing. I'm, I'm cleaning, I, don't, I can't hear you, the vacuum. So then, one day he calls, he hears the vacuum, he gets home, and, and his, well, he calls and his son answers. 
And he goes, where's your mother? He said, oh, she left like a couple hours ago, but she left the vacuum cleaner running. Uh, okay, 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 ladies, that's good. Uh, do you want anything that you have to say, Delena, about Joke? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna leave the jokes up to the professionals. So I'm going to mention a comedic uh, named Jason Weems. He has a special on Amazon Prime right now called Unknown. And the reason why is because when he was performing in 2017, he actually died for five minutes. And when he woke up from his near-death experience, he was in the hospital with a bracelet that said Unknown. So he's basing it on this really like crazy life experience and getting rushed to the hospital. Amazon Prime, Jason Weems, unknown. Funny, funny guy. Go check it out. Yeah, so check it out. You know, I, I think, darling, um, there is nothing sexier than a woman who can laugh at herself and doesn't take herself too serious. So I, I wanted to share with you. Um, so ladies, what sound do porcupines make when they kiss? <laughs> Who said ouch? Was that the answer? Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was what I was thinking. I was like, oh, but it's so good. You acted it so well. The and I wanted to I give know, you right? um, a couple oh, of things. So, uh, but you know, the best thing is they go sense of humor, um, they yeah. love hearted and love and make people laugh. And I love what you're doing, Cynthia. I love Thank it. Thank you. Thank you so much, lady. Thank you for being here. But before, before we go, we want to say happy birthday to Dilena. Your mother is birthday is today. She will be the wonderful age. I'm going to say it, mom. I'm sorry, but you're going to be 75 years young. So happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Trina. Happy birthday. We have another big birthday coming up. Our own lovely, fabulous Samantha's birthday. Oh, my God. Well, it's coming up soon. Thank you. Thank you. But I want to give a big, big, huge birthday shout out to a fan and a friend, Kelly Broad. Thank you for watching Sexy is Timeless. We love you. Thank you. Happy birthday. Ladies, I want to wish happy birthday to my beautiful mother-in-law, Dorothy Brown, who is turning 95, 94 years old. Can you believe it? Yes. Happy birthday, beautiful. Sending lots and lots and lots of hugs and kisses. So, lady, thank you so much for joining. Thank you all for watching. Remember, laughter is pleasurable. And who doesn't want to spend time with someone that makes you laugh? A sex sense of humor has no expiration date. So, make someone laugh today. Be kind to yourself and others. Besitos.